birth of Jesus. And uh, this morning, I just wanted to read just seven verses from Luke's Gospel. And uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. And I want to read just from a more contemporary version, the New Living Translation. So uh, let me read that this morning. We're just waiting for all our kids to... Anybody got their Christmas present on this morning? Yeah? Brilliant. Means it must be an item of clothing at least. I opened, we opened a couple of Christmas presents last night with our family because... Um, and I got the thing that I've always desired, always wanted. No, not a Swiss Army knife. I got socks. <laughs> you can't have enough socks, can you? It's okay. To be fair, I did ask for them. Okay. Wow. I'll just turn that off. So all our children have got their uh, packs. I want to read to you this morning just from the part of the story of the birth of Jesus, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. It says, At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken uh, when Quintius was governor of Syria. All returned to their, their own ancestral town to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea and David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And he took with him Mary, to whom he was married, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for Mary to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him, in, wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth. Another word is, um, of course, um, um, that other word they use in the other versions, swaddling clothes, that's it, and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them or there was no room in the inn. I, uh, this week I, I was out doing a little bit of shopping by myself because I had a, a gift to pick up. I was at Big W and as I was uh, passing through the electronics section, uh, yeah. There was a lot of people, wasn't there? I don't know if you went to the mall this week, but there was a lot of people at the mall. I mean, just to get a car park was interesting, wasn't it? Uh, a lot of people there. So a lot of people outside, a lot of people inside. Well, for Gladstone anyway. If you were probably at Chermside in Brisbane or somewhere like that, it'd be a lot more people. But for us, it was busy. And it was busy this past week on the Wednesday. And I'm passing through the electronic section of um, Big W. And um, I noticed uh, there was a person I knew there and... We know each other, and um, he was about, he was obviously there to pick up something, and he was about to buy a television. The reason I knew he was about to buy a television is he went over to the shelf, he would literally nearly had his hands on it, and a woman came from his right and said, That's mine, and grabbed it off him. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and walked away. Now, he didn't know I was watching all this, but he turned around, he stepped back, and he saw me. <laughs> And he said, okay. <laughs> he was in shock. Not only did the woman had just taken what he wanted, uh, but he had a pastor observing his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> he was very gracious. He stepped back and he said, okay. And he turned around, I'll take 
this one, a bigger one, and he walked on. And, we, and I said, uh, I didn't know what to say to him. I was a bit in shock as well. I thought, boy, who fights over presents these days? <laughs> and I said to him, it's a bit busy, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I, I, in hindsight, I realised uh, the precious lady, look, I don't know her circumstances. Maybe she had already earmarked it. I don't know what had happened there, but she was pretty adamant. No one was pinching the television she wanted. Uh, but maybe as I thought about the situation, I thought maybe she's just missed a little bit of the meaning of Christmas. Because I thought Christmas was all about giving and not taking. <laughs> it was all about kind of festive and joyful times. But obviously there was one person there who wasn't going to let anybody else spoil her joy. And, and that's how it unfolded. Something I think uh, was missing maybe in her Christmas. And, and once again, I'm not quite sure of the circumstances. So I really can't say too much. But I think Christmas is a little bit more than fighting over material items, isn't it? It's a little bit more than that. And I, 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 uh, I noticed uh, then, I, I was a little bit more acute to the realities of what was happening around me. And as I walked through the um, Big W and through the mall, I mean, Santa's going through the mall with his bell going, ho, ho, ho. And that's, that's nice, saying Merry Christmas. I mean, there's a, a lot of... Uh, uh, Christmas songs happening over the sound system throughout the mall, blaring loudly, and yeah, that's nice. And then there was the people buying all the presents, and the, even those people buying their Christmas trees still at that late hour, um, people buying the festive things. And it's all the colour, the, the sounds, the, you know, the mood. It was all pretty good until that moment, of course, I had. But you know, it generally, everything was happening. And the external evidence of Christmas spirit seems to be all around us. Yet, have you ever looked at something, and as I went through the mall, I just thought, you know, there's something really is missing here today, because everything else is there, but something's missing. I did find it, because as you walk along through the mall, you've got this little glass cabinet with, um, I think, the three wise men and baby Jesus in there. I thought, have we confined him to a little glass cabinet? He's certainly not the center of attention, is he? Um, maybe something's missing here today. And I just had that sense. And I suppose um, people this Christmas today, right now, and throughout the day, maybe tomorrow as well, and maybe Christmas Eve yesterday, they'll be celebrating, uh, they'll be enjoying it, but maybe something will be missing from their Christmas. It's a bit like when you see the sign on the, you know, the, the sign that says Merry Xmas. You ever see that? The X, of course, standing for Christ in the word Christmas. And so it's like he's the X factor, <laughs> but he's missing out of Christmas. And I, I was just contemplating that whole thought. And over 2,000 years ago, God the Father looked down and he saw there were certain things missing on the earth. There were certain things missing. And I suppose he, he, he went about to rectify that because I think when the, Jesus was born, there was... You know, one of the things that was missing was there was no joy. Um, and you know, the reality um, is that when Jesus was born into that situation and that time and place, um, the Jewish nation was in, under the tyranny of the Roman Empire. It was not a nice place to be. There was, um, they, Roman, in actual fact, Jews were seen as second-class citizens in many cases in the time that Jesus was born. And so... The Jews were looking for a saviour. They were looking for an answer. 
Um, and when, of course, we see Jesus was born, the shepherds came, were in the field that night outside of Bethlehem, and an angel came along and said this, in Luke chapter 2, but the angel said, don't be afraid. He said, I will bring you good news that will bring great what joy to all people. Because I think God saw that there was something missing in the people's lives, that it was the joy, true joy. Because um, the, the angels then said, yes, there's a savior. He will be born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And the joy wasn't dependent on external circumstances, really, when you have true joy. True joy is not dependent on what's happening around us. If we have true joy, it's all about what's happening within us, isn't it? And I know that Jesus Christ came and he wants to give, that restore that element of joy in our lives um, this Christmas. There was something else, I think, when God looked down upon the earth and with the birth of Christ, he said something else is missing and he said there's peace. There was no peace. Um, once again, if you look at the situation when Jesus was born into that time frame, the Jewish people didn't know what was going to happen next. They were in a un, very turbulent time in history. They were living under a king called Herod. I mean, King Herod, if he could, with the snap of his fingers, say that every child in Bethlehem under the age of two just been murdered just like that, how would you feel if you were a Jewish person? At those times, that would be a horrific time under such a king like that, a man who, who just had no regard for humanity, but because of his own insecurity and feeling threatened that this Jesus, who they said would be king of the Jews, he thought if he's going to be a king, I'm going to eradicate him before he ever gets to that opportunity to be king. And that's why he murdered so many little baby boys that first Christmas. So you can appreciate the people of of Judea and Jerusalem and Bethlehem and the surrounding areas were wondering, man, they would have lived in fear. Who, who knows? Herod may have said, well, let's, if we can't find Jesus in Bethlehem, let's go to another town. Let's do the same thing there till we wipe out every little boy under the age of two. Um, they didn't know what was happening, so there wasn't a real lot of peace. In actual, it was good that the shepherds, once again, when the angels came to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, they said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Do you know, we live in a, in a time when there's very little peace on this earth, is there? I don't think there's ever been a time when there hasn't been some unrest, civil unrest in the world. But you know, it, once again, peace is not determined by what's around you, it's determined by what's inside you. And you can be in some of the most turbulent circumstances. Maybe this year, as you've come through 2018, you've experienced some times when there just hasn't been that peace in your heart. There's just been, in actual fact, it's been just um, anxiety and fear and concern about what's happened. Maybe there's been times when health hasn't been the best this year. Maybe there's been times when there's been struggles or, or breakdown in relationships or there's been financial pressures or there's been things that have happened in your lives and there's just and peace escapes from your life. I want to tell you Jesus Christ came and the angels declared it. He, he came for the peace of mankind to give us true peace and they actually named him Prince of Peace. I think when God looked on the earth, he not only just saw when Jesus was born in that, that first Christmas, but I think he saw right through to 2018 and beyond, however long we're here for. And he saw, you know, this world will never truly have peace. But you know what? You can still have peace in your heart and life. And it's through the belief in Jesus Christ, isn't it? And what he did.
I think when God looked down upon the world, I think he saw something else was missing. I think he saw that people were lonely. He saw the hearts of people that were lonely. So, um, and if you think about it, it's one of the greatest plights in humanity today. Lonely people. Unfortunately, every day in our nation, just unfortunately, it's a statistic I wish we didn't have, but lonely people kill themselves. In actual fact, eight people every day in Australia over the last year. That's not good, is it? So people are lonely. And you know, uh, that, is a, that is a consequence of loneliness and hopelessness and that. I want to tell you, uh, Jesus Christ came. And it says in Scripture in Matthew, and it says this, uh, chapter 1. The virgin will conceive a child and she'll give birth to a son. And they'll call him, what? Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And you may say, well, that mightn't help anybody's loneliness. Well, just think it through for a moment. The reality is um, that God says, you know, I give you a hope through Jesus Christ. I give you a, a Messiah, a Savior, someone who can give you meaningful life, who can give you a purpose for life. And Jesus brought all of that, uh, all of that. And maybe some of you are here today because of that very reason. You know there's a purpose. And you know that you just didn't, you weren't some product of some little thing that just of, of evolution, but that God created you. And that God loves you. And if he created you, he wants the best for you. And that Jesus Christ showed us what God was like. If there's ever a time when I, you know, you ever wondered, what's God like? He's in heaven. We never know what God's like. Well, just read what Jesus was like and you'll see what God's like. Because he was Emmanuel, God with us, that very first Christmas. And he hasn't stopped. But you might say, well, he's... He's gone to heaven now, apparently, at the age of 33. I mean, we murdered him on a cross and got rid of him, and he left. He did rise again, but he left to be with his father. But you know what? He's left his presence, his Holy Spirit. And maybe as we worshipped and sang this morning, and maybe in this service, you sensed something. And you know what? I want to just say it's God's presence. He just wants to knock on the door of our hearts and embrace us and say, Hey, I truly did send Jesus. And, it show, and Jesus showed mankind what I'm like, with a heart of mercy and compassion, a heart of righteousness, a heart that reaches out to humanity, God with us. Imagine if God never, never sent Jesus, we'd never really know what God was like. But I think he saw a world that needed hope, a world that was lonely, and he sent Jesus. If you consider the, the man Joseph for a moment, he was, of course, the... He was not the maternal uh, parent or father of Jesus, but he was the man who looked after Jesus and Mary. He kind of, he, he's there right at the start of the story. I know his name kind of disappears as you read through parts of the Bible, and he doesn't seem to show up anymore, but he had a strategic time in his life that he was there for Joseph, uh, sorry, for Jesus and Mary. And, and if you can consider when Mary came to him one day and said, um, Joseph, I know we're committed to each other, betrothed to each other in marriage. Um, even though I'm living in my parents' house at the moment, um, we're, going, we're committed in marriage. I just wanted to let you know, Joseph, that I'm pregnant. What do you think Joseph thought? Um, I mean, right then, I think he probably felt pretty lonely. Who can I tell? Because if I tell anybody, they're going to think, I've been up to mischief and they're and if it wasn't me and, and what I think of Mary because she's been up to mischief and, 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 and there was probably an element of loneliness there in Joseph's heart. And, and um, you know, this, 
embarrassment. I can't tell anybody. And it says in Scripture that because he didn't want to embarrass Mary, he was going to divorce her secretly. But then he laid down one night and the angel spoke to him in a dream and said, Joseph, you've got to realize that what Mary has told you is true. She is still a virgin. She is conceived by the Holy Spirit, a baby boy, and you'll call him Jesus, and he'll be the son of God. And then it says that the angel in the dream said to Joseph, he will actually be called Emmanuel, God with us. And right there, Joseph got up out of that sleep when he woke up, and he confidently took Mary as his wife, and they marched forward together. They had each other. No more would they needed to be embarrassed, no matter what people thought of them. And there were people who probably never got it. There were people who, who probably never understood Mary and Joseph and, you know, uh, and would have probably seen them as a, uh, a couple that uh, um, were just uh, you know, immoral in their actions and what they'd been involved in. But that wasn't the case. And, and so Joseph had a, now had a friend in Mary that he could, and together they marched on into the future. And of course, Jesus was born in, in Bethlehem. And then, of course, he grew up as a young man and then he went on. And of course, as he grew, he fulfilled his destiny. He was always born to die. And of course, he was crucified on a cruel Roman cross so that we could be forgiven of our failures and our sins. Because we needed to take that sin and failure somewhere. Sometimes we internalize it. Sometimes we allow the shame just to be in here when we need to let it go. So I'm glad that Jesus came because he saw a lonely world. He saw a world that needed some joy. He saw a world that needed peace. And Jesus Christ was all of those things and more for humanity that first Christmas. I, um, we live in an ever-changing world, don't we? Nothing is static. Nothing stays the same. And the reality is there's uncertainties. There's uncertainties about as we step out of this year into next year. What's going to happen? What's going to happen in the economy? What's going to happen in our world? There's uncertainties. But I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is an anchor, can be an anchor for your soul. In other words, an anchor for every emotion, every feeling, every thought you have. He can be an anchor, it says in Scripture, that can strengthen us and and produce a stability and a confidence and a faith and a hope and a purpose and a future for our lives. And it comes as we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him into our lives and, more importantly, into our hearts. So we're going to invite um, the team back up again. You guys are going to come because we're going to finish with a couple songs this morning. But I do want to just encourage us. In the midst of all your activities this Christmas, in the midst of the food and the presents, which I totally enjoy and I totally get, in the midst of being with family, in the midst of the color and the noise and the loudness and the brightness of it all, would you just pause sometime in this festive season and consider the claims that God would make upon your life? That Jesus Christ came for humanity. He just didn't come so that we could just have a nice holiday. He came so that we would have a better life. Not just for now, but for eternity. That heaven would be our destiny. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. And I pray that this Christmas would be very special to you as you consider and as you weigh up the realities of Jesus Christ in your lives. If we may, I just want to pray. And if we all can, that would be great. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day.
And I thank you for every person, for every family represented here. I ask that the truth of the message of Jesus wouldn't become just an external thing, but we would internalize it and let it touch our hearts as we know that there is a belief that we need to take a hold of and that you came for us. And we thank you for that. And we ask for your strength to embrace that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Merry Christmas.